Hello and welcome to the Crystal Core Radio Podcast. My name is Brian and joining me we have a round table, uh, a really chill round table, a really awesome group of people to kind of bring in a little bit of Final Fantasy in your day. Uh, today we have Mo Reigns and we have Moody Mumba joining Chris and I to talk about Final Fantasy XIV. If you guys haven't been following the game as of late, uh, the uh, the ultimate uh, race has been going on. We've have we've crowned a, a world's first non-streaming, non-public writer. Uh, I don't believe at this time of recording, but I've you know I'm still getting into the day that we have seen a streamer, uh, a public face having uh, having cleared the ultimate raid. So we're looking forward to having. I guess but technically it's been released, so it's just time. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. Uh, and so that's been going on. So that's on the hardcore sweaty side. Uh, but I don't. And if if I'm wrong on this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we have any ultimate raiders among this panel. So we thought we, we kind of offer a counter, you know, uh, to what's been going on from the sweaty side to kind of really chill, really, really relax. Turn on the, the smooth jazz and just kind of relax into yeah. uh, some fun Final Fantasy 14 discussion. So if you're joining us live, thank you so much. We're live on Twitch and on YouTube. But guys, you have to go follow Moody and Mo. Uh, if you do not already, their links and socials will all be in the description of these podcasts, uh, wherever you can find them. Also, huge shout out to our supporters. Uh, making shows like this possible, WG Productions, Fred uh, Neck Teddy, Redline Gamer, Red Rocket, Dark Wolf, Psycho, and Cordell uh, for your support and making and helping uh, cover the cost of podcasting. So thank you guys for that. So guys, let's go around the, the horn. Let's start with you, Mo, and we'll go Moody. What's been going on? Tell people where they can find you and who you are, and then we'll talk about that 6.1, and, and just we'll, we'll just have some fun. It'll be conversational. I'm so excited. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Mo. Uh, I stream twitch.tv slash Mo Reigns. I'm a Final Fantasy 14 focused content creator. If you search Mo, Rain, Mo Reigns on social platforms, you'll find me. Um, I've been doing Final Fantasy stuff for about a year and a half. And um, yeah, I'm super, super chill. We just like to meet people, build up a community and have fun. And, and I've been very fortunate through Final Fantasy 14 to meet everyone else on this podcast. And I'm just really thankful. It's a good time. Moody, what's up? I'm also really excited to be here. It's good to see y'all again. It's good to see Mo like face to face ish for the first time. Uh, I'm also twitch.tv slash Moody Moomba. Anywhere on socials, Moody Moomba. I also focused a lot on Final Fantasy 14, mostly Final Fantasy 14 right now. I've been streaming it for like two years almost um, and playing it for like five or six. Time is very nebulous, but um, we do a lot like everything except for the ultimate savage progression rating, which I'd like to get into eventually, but. Right now we kind of do everything else. So yeah, good, comfy, chill, chaos vibes. Chris, what you been up to, man? Uh, I got to play some Guild Wars yesterday as a change of pace. But other than that, I've been playing mostly just 14. Um, my personal life's been a little all over the place. So like the nice thing about it is that since it's kind of forced me to take a, a step back from like video making and, and streaming as much as I've gotten a chance to just play 14 for the sake of 14 lately. I just logged in and I didn't have like really an objective and I just... And like, it just reminds you how much, like, it's just a good game that like, yeah. after a long day, I was like, no, I'd be most relaxed if I was just, just hanging out in 14, not productively, just, just wandering around. Just relaxing. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, uh, social playroom, uh, with, with things to, to, to beat down and, and monsters to slay and, and loot to collect. Absolutely. For me, I, I think I've been over the moon uh, with the PVP updates that they, that they just brought in. So everybody's been like raiding and I'm like, 
that's cool guys like <laughs> pvp pvp like i don't know what it is like i i really really have been hoping uh the fact that we're weeks into it the fact that ultimate is out the fact that like all of that's happening and the uh the cues on uh, pvp aren't garbage uh, i think speaks a lot because that's been one of the core problems is like even if it was the best designed like imagine like you have like this great experience and it doesn't have to be pvp so whatever this it could be a restaurant and they're like, it's going to be three hours. Are you willing to wait? And you're like, yeah, I'll eat somewhere else. Like it's like, yeah. even if it's the, this is the best steak you'll ever have in your life. Like I'll, I'll come back. You're like, I'll, you, know, you tell me when you're ready and I'll, and, and I'll show up, put my name in and I'm going to go eat somewhere else. And then, you know, it turns out I'm not that actually hungry, but yeah, I feel like the PVP in and of itself has been a refreshing change of pace. And I hope that it's a start of something where they're like, you know, where they can kind of take it on. Cause like anytime I step into front lines, I'm immediately disappointed. I'm just like, man, <laughs> they really need to refresh front lines now that they've got crystal conflict, yeah. you know, rocking and rolling, but that is what it is. So guys, uh, 6.1 just came out. And, uh, I think essentially at you guys have been playing and streaming. And so while I don't think we're going to necessarily get too much into spoilers, I like to get your overall read on the state of final fantasy 14, having finished N Walker, and having a scene where we might be going with 6.1 mo what's your take where like where where do you uh fall in terms of the state of the game and where uh where we think we're going to be heading uh, next yeah so first of all i mean i think 6.1 was kind of like this ninja omega patch um you know i think everyone was really excited for the new story because you know 6.1 you know not diving in spoilers but but 6.0 wraps up 1.0 to 6.0 that's the end of that story 6.1 officially starts a new story arc which is really exciting and i think everyone was like really focused on that and everyone knew the ultimate was coming out and that's really cool and and like i i feel like people were excited for new pvp but i don't think anyone could have seen could have foreseen like the impact that was going to have and i also just think there were a ton of great quality of life updates you know with uh more glam plates thank you oh um, yes and, uh, um, the adventure portraits and everything. Like, there's just a ton. I feel like there was just this big culmination of subtle stuff that made 6.1 this like really impactful patch that I didn't see coming. Um, and I've been I've been having a great time. I I spent probably three or four months a while back strictly in Party Finder doing um, Savage Raiding and Extreme Trials. That's probably my favorite thing to do in the game. But you know, over the last couple months. I've gotten back into leveling. I finally started crafting and yeah, lately I've been spending a lot of time in PVP and it's great. And to kind of, you know, to, to circle back to what you were talking about with frontlines, like, I, you know, it's so cool because with crystalline conflict, I feel like now there's a PVP mode where I as an individual feel like I can go in and have an impact. I mean, like frontlines is fun every once in a while, but it's like there's 7,000 people on the screen and I'm just pressing the one key, guessing if I'm like having an impact on something. Okay. Well, and yeah. also every frontlines is its own mode as opposed to like just being a map with a set of rules, right? So then you have yeah. crystalline conflict, which is multiple maps and they could have environmental, you know, dangers and things like that that change it up, but it's still the same rule set. So I feel like when you go look at the PVP thing, you see all of these things that are all like blocked off because they have to put people into the same front lines. Yeah. It's like, stop subdividing the community. Just give us front lines, give us crystalline conflict, give us bring back. Uh, I, I'm fine if they bring back the feast, Is, but I would actually say make feast 5v5. Like, I hope that we see some consistency across 
how the UIs look, how, you know, like, especially when you knock somebody out, it's so exciting, but you don't get yeah. that kind of flair in front lines because it's, you know, it's the older version. Anyway, go ahead, Mo. No, I just, I, I literally like in front lines. I never have any idea if I do anything, if I was a positive or a negative force, um, whereas in crystalline conflict, and I mean, let me be clear, I'm freaking terrible at it. I am a bronze league hero, but. You're just learning, CMZs. We're all just learning. But it's fun, and I feel like every single match I go into, I have an impact. Like, it matters that my character is there and that I play well. And so it's it's great. But overall, I won't rant too long because I can do that, and I'm really sorry. Uh, state of the game, I think it's in an amazing place, and I'm super, super excited. Moody, what's the, what's your state of the game? How, how What's your read going into the this next year? Well, I am so excited. I feel like it's such a unique experience because Endwalker, <clears throat> excuse me, was so good. Like, so the story of Endwalker was one of the best stories I've ever experienced, like in any format. I feel like they just crushed it and knocked it out of the park. And I can't imagine what it's going to be like when they have like the Endwalker version of the next 10 years, mm. learning everything that they've learned from like Realm Reborn. Because if you look at Realm Reborn up through like Endwalker, that is a huge like upward trajectory in terms of like quality, story quality. Um, just the way that they handle everything. So I feel like this is setting the stage for everything to come. And I think the story setup is really interesting. No spoilers, but they went in some directions that I hoped they were going to go in and some directions that I had no idea they were going to go in. So I think they're keeping it interesting for those of us that like to like theory craft what the story might be. Um, I cannot explain how excited I am about PvP because I already was really happy with Frontline's um, in terms of that I thought it had a lot of really good like potential mm -hmm. and now I went in I think it was yesterday and I was like I don't know if I love Frontlines as much now that I've been doing Crystalline Conflict so it's funny that you say that because Crystalline Conflict has my heart still in bronze just loving it thriving like I, I still love so the job adjustments though right so like even taking yeah. the, the job changes into uh, Frontlines is like is chef's kiss like so it's like oh uh, but then you're like oh man just just a just couple like a, of things and then all of a sudden yeah, yeah. Like, I, hope, I hope they do that now and after after crystalline i'm like i hope they deliver that but i cut you off go ahead movie no that's okay they can and now we see like i like that they focus on pvp and i had said that before they implemented crystalline conflict that i was happy that they were focusing on it because i feel like it's such an area of opportunity for 14 in comparison to other games and this is the first time that i felt like that pvp energy that I felt in perhaps other games in the past. Like this is the first time that I've gotten that like actual adrenaline rush from it. Cause I like Frontlines a lot, but I feel like Crystalline Conflict just pushes it to that. Like I'm actually contributing. I see that, oh, look, I got some KOs and I have an individual limit break that I'm obsessed mm -hmm. with now. And like, it's just, it's so much better than I thought it was going to be. And it makes me really excited to see what other modes they might put in. Please bring Rival Wings back. I love Rival Wings and it makes me so sad. Huh? They're, yeah, they're playing a 6.2. So, so that's hopefully people queue for it though. Queue for it, please. That's August ish. Yeah. Close enough. I'll take it. I love yep. rival wings, but nobody ever queues for it. So well, and it comes back down to they have two two rival wing modes. It's like just make those two maps and then you have the mode, right? You know, so yeah. it's like that's that's kind of where it's like they continue to like to say hey we have a really really small community and let's keep dividing them and dividing them and so literally people had to then go and say all right the game doesn't give us the tools we got to go use third party tools just to figure out how to play together in order to do that so you could do rival but you had to get it on the schedule like it was like it's mm -hmm. rivals is this day the game doesn't do it we have to do it ourselves go ahead chris that's really successful when you talk about something like 
Baltessian or something like that, where the devs were asked, like, do you think it's bad that Baldessian Arsenal took so much off-platform organization um, during those initial downs? And they were like, no, we thought it was awesome that we created a problem and players went off to solve it in their own way in ways we could have never foreseen. That can't, however, be a foundational building block of like an entire game mode. Like you can't have like, BB, <laughs> like it's like, yeah, we, we really like that people can't sort their inventory without a spreadsheet. Like that that can't be where the game is so it's a lot better that this is kind of moved a lot more casual in because the problem with the P tight knit pvp community is when there was a disagreement or there was dislike there are people who have been blacklisted basically and they've been kind of griefed into the ground and not being part of this this part of the game it becomes this really tight knit gatekeep gate kept community um and i think like i put out a video on looking at the rewards from crystal conflict like how much experience are we getting how much gill worth of stuff are we getting like is there any really reason to do this even if you don't like it and the simple answer is no like the experience yeah. per hour is garbage the gill per hour is garbage so the fact that people are doing this i think people took that video of mine as like like you're saying this is terrible no that is a huge compliment that mm -hmm. they added something to this game that people have named on and said this game doesn't even have pvp and they added pvp to this game and people are playing it and they're not getting anything. Like they're, like they're, they're yeah. not being given any joy. value. So they are joy. Getting it. Pure joy. just yeah. doing it for the fun of it. As You're right. To sometimes when you add something to the game and it's like, we all hate it. Oh, so what are you going to do? Well, we're going to do it because the rewards are so good. I have to. <laughs> and I'm just hate playing this game. And I think it's a huge compliment to a game when you just play it for the sake of it. Um, that's like, that's a really hard thing to do. It, and if it wasn't hard, every game would just be intrinsically fun. And they're not. Right. There's a lot of games that, like, if they're not giving you something, you're like, wow, this kind of sucks. Um, I think it's a huge compliment. But we have not talked about, like, how much PvE stuff has been added to the game. And still will. 6.15 yeah. is still all oh, around right. the corner. And yeah. like, the Alliance rate is amazing. It's so mm -hmm. good. Oh, my God. I, oh, I love the mechanics. Yeah. Moody, talk talk to us a little bit about the Alliance rate, and then we'll, we'll get with Mo. And I want, I want to get Chris some opportunity as well. Go ahead. It's so beautiful. Like, I can't even... I was obsessed with the Alliance raid, the idea of it for a long time, because they, like, teased it. Um, it's so much better than I thought it even would be. Just the arenas, the mechanics are really fun. I think it's easier than, like, the first near raid was, so I'm interested to see how they scale, because I feel like the mechanics are, like, a touch easier, which I'm okay with. Um, and I just think, without spoilers, like, the bosses are so cool, the idea of it is so cool. And I think it's really interesting, the newer mechanics that they're adding. I never understand how they possibly can take all the mechanics that they have in the game and be like, let's add new ones that people will be able to pick up pretty intuitively. I think that's such an art. Um, I mm -hmm. cannot Did wait to see off. the next one. Oh, 100%. Sure. 100%. Yeah. I was like, what are these What are these lines here? Well, this one's going, oh, okay. Yeah, soaring through the sky. Yeah. It was really fun, though. I love it. I will just run it just for fun now. If I don't get a piece of gear, I'm like, oh, well guess i have to run that again too bad <laughs> darn it yeah it's beautiful what do you think mo what uh impressions of the raid it was a lot of fun i i, I had a i had a great time with it alliance raids are one of those things where uh it's not typically something that i go out of my way to do like i have a good time when i run them um but it's not like i don't find myself like oh today i just want to run alliance raids um Whereas, like, I do feel that pool towards, like, like, savage rating. Mm -hmm. 
but I thought that this one was designed really, really well. And kind of to what Moody was saying, like, I totally agree. It's an art form to design a mechanic that's that you have to learn, but it's designed in such a way that it's intuitive that it's like, oh, I bet if I just do this, I'll be mm -hmm. fine. Um, and I, I think they, I agree that they did a really, really good job with that, um, as well as kind of incorporating you know, designs from like previous encounters uh, to kind of help people pick up on them. Um, and yeah, just aesthetically, it's gorgeous. The music throughout is incredible, especially in the final fight. That music's amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I think they did a great job. And I've, I've run it uh, as a melee DPS and as a healer. Um, I had a good time with both. What do you think, Chris? I think that this is the result of, there were a lot of great mechanics in Yorha. Um, but lore-wise, it was very fragmented with the game. And so, like, mm -hmm. big Nier fans might have gotten something out of it, but for everybody that wasn't a Nier fan, it was effectively a Nier ad in three parts. Um, and so it never really felt as intrinsically part of it as this does. Like, this feels Eva really, felt truly way, like connected. Eva Lee's felt connected to the world. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, coming off of Yorha, this is a huge snap back to them feeling really meaningful. Um really excited about that and i think in an expansion where they're trying to establish the next 10 years of lore they need as much canvas as they can to paint that picture yeah so having the alliance raids contribute a small part of that is that's a big that's that's a big additional thing and hopefully the trial fights you know when we get the trial series hopefully it'll help paint part of that picture as well because we've we got a lot of gaps if we're really going to move into something truly new and it wasn't just lip service like if we were really going to truly be on this next chapter they've got a lot to set up so that it feels like we're heading in a new direction. Um, I, I think what excited me about it is that it's once again shown their direction to take the way we handle things. Like I, I like the move in general away from Voln stacks to damage downs. Um, when you get knocked off, you can come back. There's just general trend towards, yes, a lot of the mechanics are intuitive to people that have been playing for a long time. And, and like we've been hitting on that. That's awesome. There's also a lot of people, this is their first ever Alliance Raid series to really take seriously, especially yeah. to do week one when everybody's undergeared and has been off like prancing around doing fates for four months and doesn't remember their <laughs> proper rotation. So like this is like people are just getting launched week one They're and they get a chance to come back and learn because a, a Volnstack stack just puts your punishment on the healer. That's all mm -hmm. it does. It just says you're harder to heal now. Well, that's not really your problem. And if you die the very first time you get knocked off and you're like, I think I understood that. And then you're stuck at this weird camera angle, just kind of hanging out. It doesn't really give you a chance to learn from it. Um, you know, last, like we last expansion, we really saw the maturity of twice come and thrice come ruin really mm -hmm. come forward. So this has me really excited for like the relic fights, assuming that we continue in that trend. Um, the next chapters of this, I just think there was a lot of really cool stuff here. So when you pair that with like the way the pandemonium fights mature by the time you're in three and four, even on normal, there's a lot of really neat mechanics happening there. Um, for how focused everybody is on ultimate and PVP right now, I think just the PVE in general is in a really good spot for casual play. Mm -hmm. uh, dungeons aren't hard. The new dungeon wasn't hard. Now I'm a warrior main, so I'm biased, which means like <laughs> the rest of my party died on the first boss, my first run and like, I'll but just finish like it myself. Running. It's fine. It's, it's fine. I got it's it. fine. Yeah. Uh, and that's not the first dungeon that I've blind cleared a boss by myself as a warrior. 
because you can like in Katysis, I downed it from like 60%, which is debatably yeah. like wrong. Like I should probably <laughs> just bump it up so that other yeah. people can play. <laughs> like it's probably a jerk move to like admit that like I was like, I wonder if I can do it. Um, I love yeah. cheering tanks on when they do that though. I'm always sitting there like, you got it, buddy. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> it's warriors are a little silly um, yeah. in dungeon content. Uh, it's, I mean, dungeon content in general is not really meant to be challenging. So I think this just has me excited for where we're going. When we talk about Criterion Dungeons, when yeah. we talk about another deep dungeon being added, um, this is going to be a packed expansion for content. And I think that the new patch schedule has really set them up that that feels like it doesn't feel like they're having to burn the candle at both ends to do it. So as I'm cover, as I'm looking at WoW Dragon Flight news, the devs are saying these things like, well, there's just not a way to scale up. They have a trust dungeon in their new player zone, effectively. Mm. Um, and so the very first dungeon you ever run as a brand new player to World of Warcraft now is done with trust. That was added at the beginning of Shadowlands. And they were asked as a question, because now all these WoW players that weren't familiar with 14, plenty were, but now a lot of them are, are like, hey, are you going to expand that system to include other dungeons? And they're like, well, there's really no scalable way to have AI kind of handle all of this because within their battle system it just doesn't work but final fantasy is now going back and building that into 2.0 dungeons like if you guys mm -hmm. got to go rerun any of the old like stone vigil or yeah or, uh, total rock or any of that and they're totally different and they're amazing yeah the thousand maws is so cool i never <sighs> thought i would say that that was my least favorite dungeon before and i'm like it is so beautiful and it makes my heart so happy 100 percent. yeah I, I, I when it comes down to the dungeons though and with this aspect We've seen dungeons just become so linear, so hallway driven because human nature is, I've run this a hundred times. This is the optimal path, right? I start to wonder with trust and with these kind of concepts, will we see a return to dungeons having multiple paths? So that way, if you want to, you know, like when it comes down to it, yes, human nature, we got rolled together. We're just trying to get through this so we can go to the next thing. But will we could like, could we see more complex dungeons maybe with the criterion dungeons that legitimately say like, Oh yeah, run it by yourself or run it with your trust or like, yeah, if you want to go explore off into the, the nooks and crannies, like I, that's actually kind of the, some of the hope that starts to kind of boil up in, in me. It's like, we don't know what criterion dungeons are, but they sound like the most interesting thing to dungeons since dungeons. So yeah. it's like, like yeah. let's go. I'm excited. What what else has you guys excited as we uh, have a, a a pretty like interesting roadmap going from now to seven point Like, is there anything that stands out to you guys as uh, as something that you feel is uh, Final Fantasy has been missing, or something that you're like, oh, I didn't know I wanted that, or uh, any any and all? Uh, you know, Mo's look like he's thinking. So, Moody, do you have any? Uh, I'll put you on the spot. Like, do you have anything yeah. that you're excited about? I'm excited about the islands. I really want to know more about those. I think everybody wants like, to know what those are. <laughs> I just want to know. I thought it was going to be gardening. And then I think at some point I just made that up. And the dev said that it's not going to be gardening, which I was like for, okay. I feel like gardening would be genius though. Cause I feel like that would solve a lot of housing issues. Um, but as long as my minions can run around, I don't care what it is. Like 99% of what they have said is negatives. 99% is here's yeah. the things it's not. Here's the thing. And so not. the problem is that when that gets reported on and it gets clipped, yeah. um, even by, sometimes full-time content creators are 414. So like nobody is immune to getting this wrong. They have said, well, I heard, and then they insert something from the 
well, let's just tell you things it's not list. Like I heard it's Animal Crossing. And Yoshi's yeah. like, well, the one thing I can tell you is it's not Animal Crossing. Yeah. Like, okay, what part of that sentence now. are we missing as a community? So they yeah. have told us so little that he's like, I don't want to tell you guys about it because I showed you a watercolor and I put two words together, island and sanctuary. And you guys like freaked out. Yeah. Like I can't, yeah. like I can't have a conversation with people that are like running around streaming. out. It's me. <laughs> yeah. I'm the SpongeBob meme. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about more PVP. I'm excited about Hildebrand. <laughs> I'm so I'm excited about, about more Hildebrand. Hildebrand. You should. It's ridiculous. It really is. Like if you're ever having a day where you're like, it's kind of a weird day today, lean into it and just finish up the Hildebrand stuff. It's so fun. Yeah. I'm... I typically don't get like very impacted by story stuff. It just like, that's just me as a person, yeah. but Hildebrand, I've only done the 2.0 literally had me in tears laughing. It's... Yeah. It's so funny. It's funny. I finished the heaven's word. And so I need to go and do the Stormblood one now. And it's kind of, uh, yeah, Stormblood Cause it's nice that there wasn't a Shadowbringer, so I don't mm -hmm. feel like I'm that tragically far behind. Yeah. I struggled, though, with the Heavens Word 1 because Hildebrand was an interesting way to introduce these trial fights that were just bonkers. You know, they could do whatever they wanted, and it was great. And that's one of, one of the things that was the motivating factor. Outside the com like the comedy was was the, was the kind of like the, the cherry on top. The driving factor for me was the, the trials. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go get these trials unlocked. These are great. And then, uh, and then they didn't have him any in, in Heaven's Word. So then I was like, "All right." And then they added one finally in Stormblood. So I was like, "Gotta yeah. get, gotta get it, gotta get it going." Yeah, yeah. What are you excited about, Mo? Like out, out of the roadmap or what have you? You know, it, it's so funny because uh, so I've technically I started playing Final Fantasy fourteen at the very end of Stormblood. Like I, I think I saw, I think a Mister Happy video just like showed up on my youtube feed and i checked it out and i was like you know what? this actually looks kind of fun i'll check it out and um uh i played it for a little bit and then i got distracted because i think a new destiny 2 expansion came out or something uh and so i started seriously playing final fantasy 14 about a year and a half ago and so like a lot of the things that i'm really excited about and really excited to get to are things that have already been in the game like i'm excited to continue you know i'm excited to continue leveling my classes i want to have a tank a healer and a dps all at 90 so that i can jump into the savage tier and i want to clear on all three roles i'm excited to learn more about crafting you know i'm like i'm i'm pumped to see the new raid tier come out and so it's like I'm, I'm really excited for for all of these PvP, PVE elements that are being introduced. But it's nothing. I think to more established players, the things that I'm excited for, they're like, well, yeah, that's been in the game, and I'm like, yeah, I know, but I haven't done it yet. So <laughs> I'm super pumped for it. There's just this, and I say this like in a really great way. There's there's like an overwhelming amount of stuff to explore and do in Final yeah. Fantasy 14. And I um, you know, I typically only play 14 when I'm streaming. So. I can kind of pace myself on that content because the one thing that I, that I don't want to do that I see people doing sometimes is like, like when a relic comes out, I guarantee you when a relic comes out, people are going to grind it out and it's a quest that's supposed to take two months. And people are like, I did it in 72 hours and I didn't pee and I didn't sleep. And I'm like, but you're dead now. Like, that, that was fun. And I mean, like, look, do your thing, go you, if that's a good time, great. But I, you know, stuff like that, I like to just spread out and take my time with. So anyways, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to continue playing 14 like I've been playing 14 for the last year and a half. Chris, what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, right now, Omni 90. I'm so close. I mean, Moody's on her last job. Um, Brian has like 85 levels left across several jobs because uh, he's got his Amaro. I'm 
I'm down to 90 levels left. I don't know where Mo's at, but like that, <laughs> like you said, like, aren't you worried about once you have everything done, what do you have left to do as far as experience? There's a lot left to do. Like you yeah. could get good at playing all the classes. You could go clear Savage. You could go like, you know, you can go explore all this other content. So having that kind of done, I think tells me like, I can just run the roulettes that I want as opposed to right now, if I have limited time in the day, running leveling roulette, doing my mm -hmm. pixie dailies, doing my hunts, like all these things that are super optimal because I just can't remove that part of me as an MMO player. Yeah. Like, I, occasionally I have these times where I log in and I realize I did nothing for two hours and I really enjoy it, but I have such a hard time logging in with that intention. Most yeah. of the time I log in and it's like, cool, how much can I get done in two hours? And so having that done really frees me up to invest. Um, I've got another character I've been running through ARR because I was a story skipper until Shadowbringers. And so like, I'm really looking forward to the day when I actually know what's going on through the last saga. Now that it's yeah. over, it felt like I had time to go back. Mm -hmm. um, I feel the same with a TV show. It's really hard to come in three or four seasons in and be like, well, you should. It's like, okay, but when? Yeah. Um, it's much easier to watch the finale season, which is enjoyable in its own right. I enjoyed Shadowbringers. I enjoyed Endwalker and say, okay, now I want to go back. And like, have you ever watched, especially like comedies, a lot of times sitcoms, you feel like you can just hop in and out whenever you want. But if you ever watch How I Met Your Mother or Seinfeld or Friends all in order, there are a lot of subtle jokes that carry. Like the episodes are funny on their own. They're meant to be standalone. You just catch one on an airplane. It's fine. And that's how I enjoyed Shadow Rings and Endwalker. But there's a whole lot of like secondary jokes where you're like, that's a callback to three seasons ago. And like, there's just no way I could have those. Um, can, I, can I ask a question about all of your MSQ experience? Um, so I, I streamed everything through Shadowbringers and then I intentionally did not stream Endwalker. Yeah. So Endwalker is the only Final Fantasy XIV experience that I've had as just a player. Mm -hmm. And while, and I don't want to go into spoilers, I didn't connect with the very end of Endwalker, like the last zone, I didn't vibe with the same way a lot of other people did. I still, overall, Endwalker was a super enjoyable experience for me because I just got to experience it as a player. And I just got to be in my own world and just take all that in. Have you all done the MSQ off stream as well as on stream? Or have you exclusively streamed it? And then if you did stream it, did you did you feel like you still got that connection as a player? Because I get distracted and I feel like I can't sink in when I'm streaming it. I think that's why I have a story character. For me, so my background with MMOs is that there was one computer in the kitchen of my house on a 56K connection with, you know, probably some like lightning speed one meg of ram or whatever we were doing with that. uh and so and it was a shared computer i have three siblings and you got 30 minutes to play it was 30 minutes set on an oven timer and then you logged off whether you were in the middle of a dungeon or anything you're done like they'll shut the computer off if you don't log off and then it's the next person's turn eventually we like unanimously voted for them to move to hour-long turns but that means that you don't get to play again for three hours and so, and my brothers are, are both really, really good at games, just freakishly good at games. They always have been from the very get go. And so when you're all playing the same game where we were pooling our allowance to have a world of Warcraft account at Christmas, the year it came out. And when you're seeing them hit level 24 and you're seeing them hit level 40 and they get their first mount and you're, I'm a slow reader. 
I'm not a good reader. I'm from a family of readers. Like you start to realize I'm wasting a whole lot of time reading about quests that ultimately a lot of times didn't matter. I read all that quest to learn that that guy lost his sheep. And then I returned the sheep only to see another player run up and then the sheep run back out the gate. And it's like, what did I even do this for? And then my turn's over. And now I have to wait three hours to hop mm -hmm. back on and go to the next guy. And he's like, well, you got to go rescue my pigs. And you're like, this is the same thing. And so you start to realize, oh, I can progress a lot faster if I just push escape. Just escape, 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 escape. escape. <laughs> and so like that becomes this race to cap. And then wow has just it just reinforced that the faster you get to the top the better the experience you'll have and it just reinforced it over and over mm -hmm. and over because i had a limited resource and so coming into 14 like i still trend towards that so you say like when you play on your own what do you do when i play on my own it's really easy for me to push escape i still do mm -hmm. so i think i actually have a better experience on stream because i am in a different mindset um let's stop let's talk let's pause this let's pause the screen let's look at that map and let's compare it to our other map because the maps in this game don't line up and so like let's talk about mapping let's get off on a tangent let's really dive into the emotions around this moment and why this person's motivated this way and like i think it's a much deeper experience for me when it's shared um as somebody who doesn't really like reading and as somebody that is very naturally a story skipper yeah i'm like I'm like the opposite a little bit. Um, everybody's process and experience is exactly what they should do and perfect. There's no right or wrong way. Um, I'm like very into the quest, into like I had Lore Master and WoW like three times over. And um, I do read everything. Probably there's some quests in there that I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Like I'm trying to get to what what what's going to happen next. I'm stressed out. I need to know. Um, but I have only ever, yeah, I've only ever done the MSQ on stream. Um, and I... I've been thinking about that, whether I want to do like a new game plus for Endwalker off the stream or not. And I just feel like it wouldn't be the same experience for me at this point, because part of what I love about it so much is like going through the quests, reading them out loud and like experiencing that with the fam and experiencing with everyone. And then after like a huge cutscene happens, we all sit and cry and then we'll talk about it and just like kind of sit with that together. And sometimes there's nothing to say. Sometimes everybody's just like, I have been emotionally damaged and so have you. And we were just going to sit here in solidarity and then later on when there's callbacks to that and stuff especially if there's like people who either were there on that day or like saw the vod and you can kind of have that moment together of like we were there together like that happened to all of us in the same moment and you kind of have that callback sort of like mm -hmm. i don't know i really like the shared experience of that a lot um and sometimes it's less impactful and walker was the most impactful for me just because it was so like it was just so much. They just wrapped everything together so well. And I thought it was so incredible. And I cried for like the last 12 and a half hours of it. Um, but I think because I am so into the story, like people tend to gravitate towards like that experience a little bit more if they're really into the story as well. So you kind of have the same vibe. Whereas like people who aren't as into the story are able to still experience it, but maybe with less of like a let's talk for 30 minutes after about it. So I just really like that everybody has like someone to connect with in the same level as them. I think what Mo was hitting on is the ability to be like emotionally vulnerable. And for some people, it's yeah. a really intimate experience. Yeah. And so in that case, like the MSQ offline is going to give you a very different vibe than mm -hmm. online because you're able to stop and really think people who can sit and kind of meditate and all those things. And, and like, that's how they process. Yeah. Um, as opposed to what you're describing as being emotionally vulnerable in like a group setting. Um, yeah, not everybody is comfortable that. letting all that out. Yeah. Um, and I know that during Endwalker, like I told 
traumatic stories from like my life. And not everybody would share that if they were streaming. Mm -hmm. uh, and because that's a very personal decision. And so like, I think really the question is what lets you be the most emotionally open? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I, and I think what's interesting about it for me is like, like if we're, if I'm just chatting with stream, I, I'm all about like being open and vulnerable and, and just being very like straightforward and truthful with people. And, and that, like, I think we all really vibe together with that in the community when it comes to um, the story, I feel outside of myself a lot because I don't tend to have big reactions to story elements. Like I'll feel the emotional impact and I'll process it, but it's kind of like, Hmm, okay, cool. And then I'll move on. Whereas I feel like, kind of the norm and what people tune into those streams for are those like big emotional reactions like we're all crying together it's this like big explosive response and so when we get to a part and someone's like this part destroyed me and then i watched it and i'm like cool and then i move on i almost feel like i'm <laughs> cool down, right and i feel yeah. like i get like self-conscious about like not having the reaction that people wanted out of me which is like this dumb right like it's not like it's not something right. i should be worried about it doesn't make my reaction like invalid or anything it's just so i, I kind of like i felt that especially in shadowbringers because that was a really important expansion to a lot of people so when inwalker came around i was like you know what i don't want to be thinking about this the whole time i just want to experience it as a player mm -hmm. and it was a totally different much more rewarding experience for me do you cry in movies like are you a big i you know it depends on some the people movie. are some people are Pixar movies, absolutely. Oh man, Pixar. Those things are tear farming. Like, <laughs> do you need a good cry in your day? Here's a Pixar movie. You know, sometimes you need a good cry. Yeah, and I, I think it's just because, like, for me to cry at some form of media, there just has to be like the right formula, and Pixar does that too. And a lot of it for me is music. Um, like, I don't know if you all saw Soul. <clears throat> yeah, but that was one of my favorite Pixar movies. And at the end of that movie, there's just a scene where the music just hits perfectly. And it's this culmination of the whole, the whole movie. And it's like one note. And I heard that note and I'm, I sobbed for the rest of the movie. I just wept. Um, but I don't typically have those responses in Final Fantasy 14. Like I haven't cried in my journey in Final Fantasy 14. So uh, for me, which is a very opposite experience than uh, what Mo uh, outlined where he streamed all up until Enwalker. I hadn't streamed the my story experience until Enwalker. Uh, and I when I was going into Enwalker, I was I looked back and I was like, oh my gosh, I've been playing and talking about this game for 13 years, playing it for 12, talking about it for 13. I wish I had my 1.0 playthrough. I wish I had my 2.0 playthrough so that I could look back and like a relive that re-experience that because they live up here. And it's one of the things kind of one of the things I want to do. I just don't have the, the ability to do it. I want to go play through like four from start to finish and six from start to finish. Like some of these final fantasy tactics again, from start to finish some of these games that have had such a and powerful impact on me as a kid, I want to play through them now as an adult and as a parent. And so the reason, uh, the other reason was uh, that I chose to stream and play through all of N Walker live was I was playing dragon quest 11 a while ago. And it's like, it's one of my favorite dragon quest games of all time. And I was playing it and I'm just weeping and Julie's she's comes up and she's like, are, are you streaming it? And I was like, you know, I was like, no. And she's like, oh man, like you should be, this is such a real moment, you know? And I was like, huh. You know, I was like, so I did, you know, like when I was thinking about it, I was like, well, I want to have this as an archive for myself. Uh, and at the same time, like, you know, like I do have uh, those kind of reactions and things do hit me in uh, interesting ways and the weight of 13 years 
uh, you know, being, you know, what is now called a Final Fantasy 14 creator. I was just somebody who was just making a podcast back in the day. Uh, you know, it's like, oh man, like, yeah, I want to do that. Like I want, I want to put that out there in the world and, um, you know, just kind of like, like be real with everybody. I, I don't view myself as, as an entertainer type. Cause like you could kind of put various content creators into various categories. Um, I always kind of view myself as more as an educator and Chris will say like, you can clearly see a point where Brian will be like, I'll have energy and we'll be silly and having fun. And then eventually you'll get to a point where like, he just doesn't talk. Like I just, it's just like, I will sit there and, and just kind of relax and, and what, what have you. So it was also during those moments, some of the big powerful moments, I was like, I'm sorry guys. I can't look at chat right now. Like I just, I'm struggling. Like, I'm just, this is really hard. This is something that I didn't expect to hit me the way that it's hitting me. And, and I'm processing it the way that I'm processing it. And so it's like, you know, and, and it was, uh, I think uh, I'm really happy that I did that. I'm also really happy that we were also able to kind of condense that down so that for anybody who just wants like kind of like the big moments, uh, they have those. So it's like, they can kind of go check those out. Cause I just like, I want to have that because in 10 years, I would like to be able to look back now and say, Hey, wow. Like this is what it was like with N Walker. And then, you know, have to be able to see it, you know, and, and, and call it call to it. So that's just, that's just kind of where I fall um, with yeah. it. so, and I'm a crier. So it's like, it's like, all right. Like it doesn't, yeah. uh, <laughs> does it, it's not hard. I cry more the older I get. I assume by 60, I'm just going to wake up. Just, like, crying. Just, yeah. just crying for no reason. <laughs> like I went all the way through my twenties and I think like, I, I think I had, wrecks on a mountain bike where like i fell down a mountain on my back no tears and like like no physical pain no emotional pain nothing made me cry and then like holding his leg hobbling along and then like (laughs) my best friend got married last year and so i was standing next to him and like like it's just it's just all down my face he's fine she's fine their parents are fine like the rabbi's just getting started he's like how are you today i was like it is day it is day like i'm just losing it uh and so like i have i have no idea uh just the older i get i just assume it'll get worse and worse and worse that's so powerful though you know to like honestly that's really fantastic it's so powerful to sit in human emotion with other people like and i think that's one of the best things about streaming for me is like you can connect with the fam and they can connect with you and like everybody's crying at the same time and like the vulnerability of human emotion that's a very powerful thing to share with another person it feels like you're all in the same room crying together well it makes us more it it makes us more human you know because like while we're just four people like go find somebody in this life that hasn't suffered, you know, like you could go find this person, you know, they don't exist. Yeah. You're going to chase a ghost. And so like, it allows us, I think to relate and connect to each other in, in ways that are, um, that are profound in that, in that, in that aspect. It's like, and maybe I don't know exactly what you're going through, but it's like, you know, it's like, Oh my gosh. Like, I, I think Stephen Colbert actually like talked about it, like in such a, like an impactful way when I was just kind of listening to him talk about, the nature of grief and he's like he's like yeah people sometimes feel like it's awkward to ask about his his you know his siblings and he's like i'm so always surprised that they didn't they don't ask about it you know and anybody who's ever lost something like that like you know it's like you have that you have a bond all of a sudden with that person that that is just you know this unspoken you know bond and i think that's where when it comes to final fantasy 14 in these in these moments like you know like it's so interesting because when i started 14 i didn't have kids but how i connect with some of the themes as a parent 
versus how I used to kind of view it is just kind of me. Like I've always kind of said, I was never afraid of dying until I had kids. Like all of a sudden it's like when I have kids, I'm like, okay, like at some point I'll be okay. But I'm like, someone's got to take care of you, you know, like, okay, I gotta, okay. I can't go running and jumping off buses and stuff like that. I can't be crazy anymore. I gotta, I gotta make sure that you guys are okay. And then once you guys are okay, then I can go back to being a crazy old coot. Jumping off buses. (laughs) Jump off the buses. As one does. As, as one is want to do uh, in life. Just picturing Brian getting a spurt of energy and just like parkouring off the couch in the background. And then like, yeah. okay, I got out of my system. We're good now. And like, All right. Got, got to loosen up the joints. There's yeah. the adrenaline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, it's kind of crazy as a, as a young guy. Uh, the uh, As we look forward to obviously the, the future and we go into 7.0, um, you know, Yoshi P's talked about the graphical update and overhaul. He's talked about uh, so many things. Um, when you look at 10 years, like when we sit here and we start talking about 2032, um, what what is y'all's expectation um, of this journey? Because my, my first thing, because I'm always talking about Destiny 2, is like my first thing is like when you're going to get ready to go on these kind of these journeys, like make sure you have something else you can rely on. Cause it's like, I, I cannot, and I'm not going to knock anybody who does, but I cannot fathom the gamer who just plays the one game. You know, it's, me. it's like, it's <laughs> you got Final Fantasy eight is underrated behind you. You play That's more than true. one game. I do play. I play other games off stream. And also like, I usually do some variety in here. So it's the sanity is mostly intact. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like 10, 10 more years. Like that would put me at 23 years with this uh, specific game. And I'm, I'm excited for it. Like, I'm not knocking it. I'm just like, okay, well, this is another marathon. Like, you know, like, how, you know, gearing up. Uh, do y'all have, like, any strategy? Have you really, uh, fe- have you, do you feel the weight of what Yoshi P is committed to with this franchise? Yeah. I, I so first of all, I think I, I really love how they address the culture and that Yoshi P has 100% come out and said, like, Final Fantasy fourteen is a game where we want you to come and play it and have a good time. And then when you're done, set it down for a while and go play another game. Like, I love that they reinforce that culture and they don't try to push people to, if you're not logging in every single day, you're going to fall behind because I've played those games before and it sucks. Like you miss a day, you miss a day of, of grinding out your checklist and you feel behind. And that's just, that's a shitty feeling. I hope I can say that. The worst is the consecutive, the games that reward you for consecutive logins. And so, yeah. like, you think you logged in yesterday, and then you didn't because life got busy, and then you now have to like re-earn, and it's like this huge loss. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah, makes you just want to quit. Yeah, like um, just like like the very thing that was meant to be a retention mechanic is the reason you don't get back in. You're like, no, yeah. I just can't get back on that train. Just can't commit to that anymore. Yeah. Um. So I I love that they take that approach with the culture of the game. And yeah, I also, I, I have games that I play exclusively off stream. I don't stream. I don't make content around. It's just, it's my game. It's my way of like retreating into my shell, um, you know, and that's usually like RTS games. Like I grew up playing StarCraft. And so like, you know, when I just want to be by myself, I'll pop into StarCraft and just, you it's know. stress me not to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> StarCraft 2 is like instant heart rate of 150. I don't know if I'm yeah. having fun. I have to wait for the like, fight or flight work hormones to wear off <laughs> so good. like it's like call of duty's like that my wife comes in, in like in college when we were dating she'd come in and like me and my brothers are all shouting the f-bombs just yelling at each other just standing up just angry there's three tvs in a row she goes are you guys having fun and my brother's goes, yeah why 
Like, like of course, <laughs> no, of course. Like, obviously, what made you question that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Love that. Just angry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I agree about the aspect of it being like the dev saying then like take a break come back like we'll be here do your thing i think that's much healthier i also played wow for almost two decades now and i can only like equate it to that because like having so much nostalgia for a game that isn't as story-based like by far as 14 but you can still have so much nostalgia around just experiences throughout your life because at a certain point like your life is the story and then this game is like the thing that's weaving into it and vice versa and so I think with 14 it's going to be even more powerful especially feeling like you can just leave and come back and that's okay and you don't have trauma around rage quitting in the middle of a raid and then coming back the next time hanging your head trying to get all the guilt back or the gold back that you gave to your friend when you left because you swore it was the last time like it doesn't have that energy to it so you can just come back to it like hey, we're still picking up where we left off and this feels very like safe and healthy and now I can just enjoy this. And I think that most of us are going to have that experience where we can just, you know, leave it, take a break if we get burnt out or even not if we get burnt out, if we just want to pursue other things. And I think that they're going to weave the story so that people can have as valuable an experience doing that as if you were just playing it the whole time. Because I'm like a pretty obsessive person. Um, so I tend to like have a main game that's my jam and then like do other things around that to like keep myself sane and keep my brain challenged. Um, and yeah, I'll be here in a decade just still talking about Endwalker probably. We'll see if they can <laughs> one up that experience for me. But I just think it's going to be really powerful to start now because I didn't play in Realm Reborn. Um, I think I started in Stormblood. I can't even remember anymore. But I think playing now will give ton of people that experience that people who played in Realm Reborn probably had an Endwalker where you're just like this is so wild that I've been playing this story for so long and now we're here. The uh, the questions that I have is that are we going to see a new onboarding process especially with New Game Plus? Um, my hope is that yes and essentially with New Game Plus allow people to go and, and play through any of the story but having kind of like hey and, and so far the story that they're setting up I'm excited for to see where it goes. It's It Me seems too. really really interesting to see and so I'm, I'm very thrilled for that but then um you know like as as the game of uh, evolves like the question that i have is especially with the seasonal model that you, they basically is what it is like the mmos especially yoshi's uh you know philosophy is seasonal with the exception of housing and that's why i really want them to fix housing because you yeah. can take a break you can unsub You're but right. if you have a house you're not going to do that. And so it's like, it, because the, the inability to get back, you know, no. And so it's like, it's take a break, but we got you locked in. And so if they're able to fix housing, I feel like that statement becomes true again versus that statement being true for only people who don't have a house. And, and I'm fine with the seasonal model for MMOs. I think ultimately that's what we're, what we're seeing within the genre, despite, you know, that some people despise that because people want to, some people want a world that that's all they do. And that's where they, that's where they live and right or wrong. That's, that's how it is. But when, when we think about it, it's like, that's the model that Yoshi P kind of established. It seems to be a healthy model. He needs to fix housing. And if he does that, then, then I, I'm truly, I, I truly believe that statement. I bet the Arxadar are self-abnerian onions. That's my guess. That's one of the single 
strongest arguments against limiting access to housing is is theft and onions now if you've ever gotten a house you will say you will realize there's a reason that not every house is outputting fabnarian onions because it's a real pain yeah. uh and so but for everybody that doesn't have an house they're like well i wish i did because i would definitely do fabnarian onions and um we've been to fabner we're about to have a beast tribe yeah, that lives nice. there and so if they put Thabnerian onions available from the Beast Tribe for Beast Tribe currency, and you can get a Thabnerian onion every four days or whatever, the price on those, which was has already plummeted from like the millions down to like single hundred thousands again, will just fall out. And now housing becomes basically cosmetic only. And like, that doesn't mean people won't want it. We do a lot of things for cosmetics, but it definitely starts to make the sting a little less when you're not like, Okay, but literally my chocobo is at max level and I have to pay somebody else because I don't have access to my own method, which is very anti 14 14 mm -hmm. doesn't make you make choices, even when they've let us make choices on like the direction that a beast tribe goes or the direction a quest feels like people are like what now how do I see the other endings like this is a very completionist game. Um, mm -hmm. We do not like the, the road not taken we you know yeah uh, as a community just generally we've seen it with role actions and all this where they're like you get to pick your favorite four of 10 you're like but what about the other six. Uh, and so, um, I think that would really close that gap. Housing is the one reason that like, I wasn't comfortable getting a house until I was a full-time content creator because I was like, well, what if I ever just don't want to play the game? But now yeah. that this is part of my job, it's like, okay, but not playing it for 45 days is crazy. Like that was the only thing that moved me over. I still think it's a little bit nuts because I do like the ability to go play other games. I think that's the biggest thing I owe Final Fantasy as a thank you is that it taught me how to play other games in a way that meant something to me. When I went back to WoW in Legion, I didn't play it like I played it before. I played it like Final Fantasy 14. It is a totally different game. If you go into WoW and you don't let the expectations of some Reddit meta establish your yeah. you know, to-do list every day, it's a really fun game. Yeah. But you have to be okay that like your friend's like, well, I got ahead of the curve. And you're like, I didn't. It's and that's fine. okay. Like, that's yeah. okay. Um, you have For to be yourself. okay with it. Now, I want to bring up a, a question from chat. Says, uh, and I'm probably going to butcher the name. Apologies. Uh, Corrado. Corrado uh, states, what would be a good solution for housing, though? Paying a small fee to keep your house alive, even... Uh, if you don't connect for some time, question mark. And I think two things. If I was going to redesign the housing system in 14, so this is like far-fetched. Don't take what I'm about to say. It's like, oh, that's <laughs> that's easy. Uh, I would implement what New World has done with housing. And so the housing exists out in the open world. And imagine like you have a house that's in Gridania or outside, right outside of Gridania. Um, but the house is, is then instanced to you. And then whoever you see your house. So if you own that piece of land, you'll always see how you've got it decorated the world for everybody who's running by they'll see whoever's in first place. So there's like a little housing competition for decoration, et cetera. And that would be the system that I implement. I think it's absolutely fundamentally genius in terms of that, because then housing is unlimited uh, because you have, you can actually have open world housing that people can see and then whatever, you know, however you interact with it is instanced to you, the player. And it's really wild because you can actually be in your house and see people running around outside. So I really like, like that connection. So I think they have the one and then the other, but that's the solution that I would implement is that a, I would put in housing taxing to where that, like you pay a gill fee that is reoccurring. Now people are like, Oh no, we don't want taxing. You pay real money to keep your house. Like you're, you're spending dollars of money that could buy food and other things. I'm saying this virtual currency that has no value in final fantasy 14 or very limited value in 14 
that that would be essentially what it is, thus encouraging more uh, commerce and more trade and et cetera. So that essentially your housing is in a, I bought it once and then I never need anything ever again. And that would be, that would be the solution I would, I would choose in terms of the quick and dirty. Chris, you had a, you had a thought. I think if you move your assumption from very few people have access to a house to everybody has access to a house, it allows them to put more value on systems like submarines and airships. Right now they can't make those super amazing. Mm -hmm because all they're doing is isolating every player that doesn't have access. Yeah. So they have to limit those systems. They can only be so good. Um, and so you can't have anything truly fun that, that Twitter thing that got shared this week where they went through and they put aquariums in and it's like every single fish is in an aquarium in this like crazy house, like stuff like that. The, the devs can only encourage that so much. The community can do whatever they want, but the devs can only encourage it so much where it already feels weird that every single live letter they show off new housing items and they're just like and for you select few like it already feels weird because you have to think like what about the people who they're free company and they don't have a house they want a house they've got the money you know because a lot of new players are like well once i get the money i'm gonna get a house oh the money is the easy part like and they got the money and they're ready to go and they can't get their hands on a house yeah, it feels bad to like decorate on stream and be like, this is the best. I'm obsessed. And then you're like, sorry, sorry. It just got even better. Sorry, you can't. It's so good. They're gingerbread houses now. But then I feel bad. I don't want to be like, you could, because you can't like, sorry, not even do this. Yeah, sorry, peasants. <laughs> like, sorry. I, yeah. You should have been here back in, uh, in 2013 when housing was plentiful and there was all these housing. <laughs> it's just, it's just a system that I think it was unfortunately designed for a time. Uh, it also was it's 100% free company back in the day, and then they opened it up to individuals, and then essentially you see stories where people like, oh, I you know have multiple characters, I bought out the entire ward, this is my neighborhood, and uh, ultimately I just was like, ah, oh, gosh, it's I, I'm I'm sure the devs would be like, oh, knowing what we know now, For let's sure. do something different because it also has such a massive uh, resource. They have to like, oh, we got to go get new servers, we got to go like physically get all these all these these things. And then that ends up just being like, oh, this is a massive cost. Anyway, that, I, I, that's the one that's the one thing that I want them to fix so badly because I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of the issues. They had the lottery system problem that just recently like was causing uh, grief in the community. And I'm like, I just want this one fixed because I think 14 is so good. And then like now that especially with PVP, like it's like, oh, man, this is all like in the wind column. I'm oh, in housing. Oh, I'm sorry. Good luck. You know, that's all I can tell you. That's all I can tell is you. Just, just like a server space issue? Like, is that because I don't like I asked this because yes. I don't know anything. Okay, about so it. they so housing in an instance game, like what Brian's describing, you every player only needs to have their house and the leading house loaded. All right. So it's just two houses for every instance house in the whole game. Do they own a house? Yes or no? Is there a leading house? That one's the one that displays. Final Fantasy 14 wanted to build a community space. Right. So they basically built every ward like it's an additional Limsa or an additional Gridania that is loaded, ready to go, because we're going to want everybody to visit, right? Makes right. sense. And that is now kept loaded. And if there is a single player in that ward, the whole ward has to be kept live. And so it just keeps it all right. stored with every single tree and hot tub and whatever out in that space. That's all there. And so, like, they've just built a system... If you think instead of building a kitchen with a pantry, you're like, yeah, and in my kitchen, I'm going to have every single can of vegetables out on counter space. 
and you're like, well, what do yeah, I do right. when I run out of counter space? And so far the answer has been, well, I'm just going to build more counter space, but like, that's been the sustainable plan. And we're like, I don't understand why I don't just build enough counter space for every can of beans in the whole world. Cause we can't like, like we, we would love to. Um, and not only do we have every player wanting a house that wants a house, but every free company is competing against them. So, you know, the new system where the first 18 words go to free companies and the last six go to personal does alleviate some of that because up until now you've got more than the number of players. It's like when breath of the wild came out and more copies of the breath of the wild sold than there were switches because mm -hmm. people, some people wanted to collect them. That's how housing works. Like, you could sell a house to every single player and you still haven't satisfied the free companies. But the neighborhoods are so good. Like it's sure. I'm the problem because I'm always the one in the wards. Are they though? Houses. They're so fun. I toured this one house where this person had hidden 12 foxes throughout their house, like the little puppies. <laughs> and they, <laughs> oh my God, they hid them so well. I literally went back the next day because I couldn't find the last one. I was like, I can't sleep. Like I need to find this last fox. <laughs> but outside, like, outside oh, of the streams, et cetera, do you ever 11, see another time. person oh, in these social spaces? Like I, I, I seriously like one of the I've never seen other people in Shuragan. Right. And that's what like one of the things that I actually was like when I started to evaluate like my relationship with 14 and why I was like, what's going on with this? Like, why do I feel so disconnected? And then all of a sudden I stopped hanging out at my house and I started just hanging out in Gridania, Olda, or or Limza. Like I literally was like, I'm not logging out at the house. I'm going to be here. And like when I'm just kind of like whether I'm queuing or if I'm just chatting. I'm stunned hanging out of the house. And all of a sudden I was like, oh man, this is what I've been missing in 14. This is what like new world feels that like other MMOs feel that like, cause I feel people out in the world. And that is essentially kind of this one of my litmus tests. Everybody's going to view it differently. And I was like, oh, I'm hanging out in my house. There's nobody in the neighborhood. It's a ghost town. I need to hang out in the cities. And that's where it's like, gosh, like that these were designed as social spaces. You could have that same experience you, you experienced because you could be like, yeah, let me open up my house. This is what it is. And you could do those things. But the fact is like when you don't see other people like MMOs, yeah. that's what I think they lose. Like, why am I not playing a single player game? Why isn't final? Why is it online? Why isn't it just final fantasy 14? You know? And it's like, and that's where it's like, you go to the cities, you see people chatting, you see people running around. And that's where all of a sudden you're like, this is bigger than me. And I love that aspect about it. It didn't start that way, just to be clear. We, back in ARR, when we first got our house, um, our free company house, like Brian and I played with some friends and stuff. And when you wanted to run a dungeon, it was not uncommon for us to run the dungeon with the free company who lived behind us. Oh, we met them because they were our neighbors. Interesting. Just straight up, because we share the same market board. And so just like, oh, hi. And you saw them all the time. And so it was this extension of our free company. So like, it wasn't always like that. So like their original intent right. was not a bad idea. Right. It's not just a bad sometimes idea. you have to realize that like a bad idea that was tested and failed is not a failure on its own. Like we learned something. Now the question is how do we move to something better? I'm not trying to go back and insult past decisions. Like knowing what they knew then it was a good attempt, mm -hmm. but now we, we can't be stuck committing to that attempt forever just because we don't want to like hurt our feelings and as somebody that had a house if they moved them to free company only and deleted my house it would be for the betterment of the game the same way deleting cape westwind is like it's for the betterment of the game it would suck at the time it would hurt i would just weep it was 78 so hours of me clicking on signs but like it would ultimately be for the betterment of the game if all public houses were free company and all players got an instanced single player house Maybe they could treat it like they treat the free company rooms or like apartments where you could still go there and still tour it, but maybe it's not in like a 
fully loaded space like that. I don't know anything about the coding on the back end, but it, I'd be happy if there was a way to still go and like experience other people's housing designs and stuff yeah. and maybe just make it so that they weren't going to implode the servers by trying to get more people houses. Cause I would rather everybody have a house if they wanted a house than me be able, the only one running through a ward, like happily just touring all of the houses. Cause I love that experience, but I know that that's like a little bit more of a perhaps niche experience as well. So I want everyone to be happy. All right. Uh, we do have a final question that I want to bring it to you guys in the post show. Um, but is there anything you guys want to say before we, uh, we wrap up the podcast? Uh, uh, any plugs that you guys got, uh, you want to drop? You go first, Moody. Just um, come hang out. If you want to come hang out, we have a lot of chill, comfy, chaos vibes, like I said, and happy adventuring otherwise, wherever you may be. Yeah, same. Twitch.tv slash Mo Reigns. Mo Reigns on socials. You can also, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be a part of the Crawling Chaos stream team founded by the Emma Lala, which I know a lot of people here are familiar with. So you can find me there and check out all those other creators as well because they're all amazing. But this was so much fun. Thank you all so much. Agreed. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Chris, you got anything you want to you promote before we wrap up? Next week, I'm clearing more post 2.0 ARR content for the first time. A lot of these class quests I've never seen. Yeah, uh, I've never done Crystal Tower for story. I've never, Darina, thank you for the bits. Um, you, you guys don't see notifications. I do. Um, and the I've never seen Crystal Tower story. I've never seen Binding Coil story. So there's a lot of stuff that I'd like to get to um so that i think is going to help yeah there's a big moment in shadowbringers where everybody was like oh and i was like okay like yeah. i don't know <laughs> you're gonna be like your mind right, okay. yeah and so like it, cool. like they were like bomb 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 and it's like I, i'm sure that's important yeah. uh they did meant <laughs> nothing so i am i'm looking forward to that next week and then for anybody that wants to catch up i've been uploading my arr clear through where i'm i'm trying voices and all sorts of stuff over on uh gaming board kind of all right. Excellent stuff. So that's going to conclude it for this epic podcast. Thanks so much for all y'all tuning in. Uh, if you guys are hanging out with us for the post show, we've got an awesome question for you, but uh, thanks to our guests, uh, Mo and Moody uh, for joining us on episode 108 of the Crystal Core Radio podcast. My name is Brian. You've been uh, gingered up and uh, we'll see you next time.